I was gathering all the information that I possibly could to be able to see where is the fissure, in which way is the lava flowing, where is the light coming from, and so on and so forth. So, so I could be as much prepared as possible. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to a very special edition of the Irish Photography Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host this evening, and I'm delighted to be joined by the one, the only, the legend that is Thor, the King of Iceland. <laughs> How are you getting on, buddy? I'm good, good, good. That was some sort of a great intro introduction, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. Like, you know what I mean? It's true. I'm, I'm de de delighted to see you again. You know, I mean, it's been a while since we had you as a guest in the podcast, and something happened in the last week, and I said to myself, you know what? Why don't I get him on it? Let's have a chat and see exactly what it's like to live on a volcano. So, Thor, <laughs> you guys have had some incredible... Uh, activity there over the last number of days really because we're recording this now on uh, Sunday and last Friday uh, something happened so there was a big build up to this event can you want to tell us what this uh, oh. build up what to the event in here first and foremost was yeah first first I would like to say that uh, you, you just got in touch with me a few hours ago so I didn't have any any, <laughs> no. any, any chance to prepare so I, I'll just if I if I say something wrong about any any facts about this eruption though, so that's Due to that, I didn't have the time to prepare properly. But okay. yeah, this this whole thing, whole event probably started uh, around 20th, 23rd of February, I think. And no, mm -hmm. actually, in fact, this has been started like on a geology time. Uh, this started last year with some uh, earthquakes and stuff like that. Then they went quiet and then they started to build okay. up again and kind of really started in late February this year. I know, I think we have had more than 50,000 earthquakes in this small area Jesus. of Reykjanes Peninsula over the uh, since yeah since this started in February until now until wow. it first it out so so uh, 50,000 earthquakes so that's regular tremors every single day so you knew that something was coming but it was just a matter of when it was going to come i imagine yeah yeah, we, most people kind of like suspect that it would be coming uh, soon. Uh, there is a town nearby called Grindavik. It has gotten so much, they, they experienced so many earthquakes that even people, they were actually leaving the town just to be able to sleep. And wow. uh, there, <laughs> even, even there were some doctors running studies now because of uh, when people are living, obviously we all live on, with, on a solid ground. But when the ground is mm -hmm. constantly moving, you get motion sickness. And there okay. were actually people getting motion sickness because of this. And wow. uh, many people were just abandoning their houses and, 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 and take a good break from it and by signing into a hotel far, uh, far away so they could sleep, actually. Jesus, my God. So, like, there's so many of these earthquakes, you just say 50,000 of them. I mean, what strength earthquakes were there? Uh, they were, uh, I think, the biggest one. And where I live, I live quite far away. I live across the bay from Reykjavik, uh, so I'm I'm not sure about the the distance, but uh, quite far away. And we normally don't feel any earthquakes. I felt probably only the three or four of the biggest. The biggest one I think was five point seven. Wow. 
Uh, and yeah, like I said, if you would would have given me a little bit more notice, I would have been able to look up all the statics. But uh, they had this static about how many earthquakes were above three or how many earthquakes were above four and stuff like that. So, uh, but there were quite a few strong ones. Well, at fifty thousand earthquakes, you can be damn sure there was a lot of them above three and a lot of them above four. I would imagine <laughs> because you know, even statistically, with the volume that were there, you know, it's going to be the case. And as you said, like. I mean, that must have been very uncomfortable for people as well to try and sleep if it's uh, just constantly <laughs> going on and constantly moving. Like, you can only be imagine. You can only imagine. You know, it's uh, like uh, for myself, I wouldn't be want to be living there at these times. It's for sure. No, me neither. Uh, me neither. Me neither. And you know, did did they have an idea where the activity was going to break through, or could it have gone anywhere? Was there some? Was there activity around Reykjavik, or was it somewhere? distant or was it everywhere or what was the story like when when it broke through on friday was mm. that a surprise where it broke through or was it kind of predicted uh well so it depends on, on on who you talk to because uh the funny things thing was that uh we have had this build up a lot of earthquakes and then it started suddenly started to die down and pretty much a lot of people were thinking like oh okay it's gonna die die down and you know it's, it's not gonna be nothing and we have had that before well where where you know we had these uh, tremors and, 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 and for two or three weeks and then it just dies down just as it started like in 2019 around this area mm -hmm. and then it just died down. And uh, the funniest thing was, and a lot of people here in Iceland have been sharing this on social media, uh, on the, one of the biggest news media website, there was this first news was an interview with a geologist where he was stating, as we can see now, this is not going to happen. You know, it's dying down. There will not be an eruption. Like two hours later, next <laughs> next news on the media, eruption has started. <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> but then again, if you talk, there were, well, there was an interview with some, and the technology nowadays is just amazing because they are, they are uh, using satellite images to uh, measure the movement of the ground and they're so accurate. So they were mm -hmm. able to draw up on a map, even like where the dike is starting to form. Going back a few, few weeks, uh, a few days, you know, it's been a long time. It's been so much, so many news hitting us. Uh, there was one of the geologists said, she said that, you know, if there's going to be an eruption, this is the place where it's most likely to happen. And it's it happened there. So, you know, the technology nowadays, yeah. So, uh, so and, and within the area, I suppose that it did break through. I mean, it's what, 30 or 40 kilometers from Reykjavik? Is that I think, right? Uh, yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty k, something like that. Okay, and is there people living around that area? Is it? Um... No, no, it couldn't. Couldn't have bursted out on in a better place. It just literally okay. couldn't. It just couldn't. There's no inventory. Is no 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 nothing. No power lines. No nothing nearby. Okay, and to save me butchering the name of the place where it did break through, what's the name of the place that did break through? Geldingadalur is the valley. Dalur means valley, so Geldingadalur is uh, the name where the where it came up. And is that a place that you would have normally gone to before with your tours? Is there no. anything to photograph no. around there? No, no, nothing. No, 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 not a chance. It, it's not very picturesque. <laughs> until this happened. <laughs> until until right now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. And like you know, we, we touched on it there before we started. I mean, you know, I was in a conversation in Clubhouse on Friday evening and you were there. And then all of a sudden I looked and you were gone. And I was like, OK, where is he gone? And then Bernard had said to me, Darren, I think I know where Tara's gone. There's been activity. So you pretty much 
were gone straight away. The moment that you knew that something was happening, you were organizing. You were getting or getting things organized for others as well. So, yeah. like on Friday when you hit the news, when it, when it hit the news, what was the first thing that you did? Like I did. I opened open <laughs> yeah. up another beer. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, first thing I did it was basically I was just gathering. Uh, so this is what I do as a photographer. I I. I so I was organizing a helicopter flight for my clients who are actually living in Iceland at the moment. And okay. uh, that's what was our first initial was to try to uh, to hire a helicopter first thing in the morning to get Brilliant. up there, be the first people on, on site. Uh, that apparently didn't work out, but that's another story. What I did was I was gathering all the information that I possibly could to be able to see where is the fissure? In which way is the lava flowing? Where is the light coming from? And so on and so forth. So, so I could be as much prepared as possible to, to when we would got there. Because obviously there were no, literally there were no images from from that area at that moment. So mm -hmm. basically, what I was gathering just news about which way this is the lava flowing. So I opened up a map, found the location, and was just was investigating basically mm -hmm. I, i'm mm -hmm. a huge map nerd so you mm -hmm. <laughs> opened up the other beer opened up the maps and started to scour through and saying where can i go what's the best place and yeah like even at and, and that's interesting you say it there in which way it was it flowing because like if you arrive on the wrong side then you may not have any mm. good view of it as such i would imagine yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was my yeah. first initial thought like which way is the lava flowing where can we get where can we like if it was possible to land but where could we land and so on and so forth wow okay and so you said that you wanted to get the helicopter but that didn't transpire so you said okay i'm going off out there so how did you how did you get up there was it, you have to drive in to a certain distance and then you have a hike as well don't you hike 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 uh yeah so yeah th that's that's the thing obviously this is normally a, a standard procedure when something like this happens Obviously, there, there are little to no tourists in Iceland at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine what the protocol would have been, should have been here a full season of, of tourism, because otherwise yeah. they, they would probably close off a much bigger area and be more uh -huh. strict and all that. But uh, since there are only Icelanders here, and don't get me wrong, some of them are quite stupid. And okay. we can get on to that later when I, when I tell you about the hike that I did. Uh, but uh, yeah. That's a standard procedure to close off the airspace and uh, the images, the first aerial images from this eruption site came from the Icelandic Coast Guard. Okay. Because they flew over that area and that was part of my research in, in, in like waiting for the news to come in and therefore I didn't go to sleep until very late in the evening because I was gathering information, saw the footage, see in the lava flow and stuff like that. So, mm. so then on Saturday morning you were straight in to the to the car off you went oh yeah we 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 plan to uh go with the helicopter around six seven in the morning okay or seven in the morning or something like that but uh just as we were getting ready to get into the helia then they called it off because the airspace was closed wow wow so, so yeah and like was that you you were kicking yourself then at that point as well because you couldn't go you'd everything obviously. organized yeah jesus christ <laughs> yeah, like yeah obviously yeah <laughs> that's gutting yeah. like so at, yeah. at, at that point then you said okay sod the helicopter we can't do that so let's go so you drove the 30 or 40 kilometers no 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 no, no. so uh no not at all apparently there wasn't a, we weren't able to hike in at that moment either oh okay so we just, just decided to wait until they open up the airspace they said provisionally they would open up the airspace around noon oh 
So that's what that's what my client did. They went into the helicopter. I didn't have uh, an option to go at that point. Okay. So they went up there. They shot. They actually got their uh, images published in, uh, in in a media in their home country, which I'm not going to say exactly sure. where it is, but okay, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, but so there was an awesome flight they got. They were uh, probably one of the first flights, commercial flights, because we had the first dip on the heli, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously. So. Yeah. So they were one of the first ones to go and photograph the, uh, and I was really, really happy for them to be able to do that. Oh, so that yeah. was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, you know, as they said, all good planning, it, but didn't go to waste. So you actually ended up, you know, getting your clients to the location via helicopter yeah, yeah. to get the shots, yeah, yeah. the first of, yeah. you know, something which everybody wanted to see as such like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose from that point of view, then when you, when they were just as a side note, when they were communicating back to you like saying Tor we got here jeez have a, have a look at this have a look at that you were obviously mm -hmm. happy for them but you can still have a of hunger course. for yourself because you still wanted yeah. to see it yourself so was yeah. it at that point then you said okay sod this I'm going to make the drive and I'm going to make the hike yeah 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 so yeah that was basically that like I said like I can't miss out on this and also there was kind of like a lot of news coming through from geologists mm -hmm. about this eruption might actually be very short lived mm -hmm. and it's it is honestly it's very small i've seen other, other eruptions before but uh this one is very very small it's uh, super photogenic as you can see as you've mm -hmm. seen from the images mm -hmm. but uh yeah so i i i my my thought at that point was like if i don't go now i might actually miss this so but uh when yeah we hiked up there me and my friend and um and as we were approaching uh there wasn't a, at all a lot of activity in the uh, crater itself obviously there was the glowing lava and all that but mm -hmm. it was quite you know it was weak very weak okay but only shortly after we arrived it picked up significantly so perfect timing so uh, and, and you could hear it when it when it rumbled and stuff like that it was uh, it was awesome so tell me about the hike how far of a hike is it uh, my GPS watch said uh, we hiked about 18 kilometers round trip Wow Wow and what sort of terrain? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, we there was there are few options to hike in there, and uh, uh, we decided to hike uh, after a road, just just a, a pa paved road. So we hiked pro okay. probably almost like a half of the way on a paved road, which was close due to the eruption, and mm -hmm. it was actually mm -hmm. closed a few days before because of uh, some damages due to the earthquakes on that road. So okay. we and uh, yeah, so we hiked. Uh, it was, I think, I would probably say three point five kilometers on a paved road, then over lava fields and mountains and stuff like that. Wow, wow! And was there many people you, you alluded to it a moment ago? Was there many people on that hike then as well at the same time, all heading to the same direction? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a festival. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm not joking. Like there were probably when we were there, were probably I would. I would estimate two, three hundred people. Wow. Uh, there were probably around thousand people there today. Obviously, it's it's weekend wow. as well. The weather yes. ha weather hasn't been really really good, but uh, people go there anyway. So, and you know, you mentioned there in regards to going on the road and such like that, and you're walking over lava fields. So these are previous fields. How how, how old are these lava fields? Is it a couple of hundred, six hundred years mm. old, a couple of thousand years old? A couple of thousand, obviously. Uh, uh, Reykjanes Peninsula is, to my knowledge, the youngest part of Iceland. 
Okay. This is where okay. the airport is, the International Kaplag Airport is located. This is the first eruption on that peninsula for more than eight, 800, uh, eight, around 800 years. And it's known and it's, it has written records because we have a quite strong, uh, we have good, 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 yeah, good knowledge of that. Uh, there was a period, two, three hundred years period around when the settlement was happening about frequent eruption in this area. So, um, okay. So that's something as well, what some of the geologists are saying that this could be a start of an event that can last for decades or hundreds of years with, with eruptions on and off. But most of them are small. Mm, okay. Fairly, okay. Fairly small. Effectively, that could be a flow that could continue on a low level, but creating whole new areas as well, as opposed to one big yeah, explosion yeah, or yeah. eruption. That's what they're saying. They say, you know, the, for example, this this particular eruption, it could actually close down or die down tomorrow. But it's mm. a good possibility, and it's very likely, be based on the how much magma is in the chamber, that if this would die down tomorrow, that a new fissure would open up quite soon. But uh, mm. I, I am no geologist, so <laughs> don't take my word for mm -hmm. it. But uh, this is only what mm -hmm. I read. So maybe you can answer this one for me. I suppose you, you mentioned about a fissure and stuff like that. So that's not an actual peak of a volcano that's something that's down lower or something it's like it's like a, a river or a stream or a, a break lower down is that what it is i think i think uh, the term fissure is when just when the crusts open up uh, but then normally for example in 2014 there was an, a huge eruption uh, here in iceland it's called uh Holurin. okay uh, i flew over that eruption and i was there on a day eight in that eruption at that point, there were several small craters on that fissure. So like what mm -hmm. you saw from my image, there was this one main crater, but mm -hmm. th this is, and there were two smaller ones on, on the left side, left side of it. But uh, in, in 2014, when I flew over that, there was like several smaller craters, like spewing, spewing lava up in the air. But then later on that those craters combined into one gigantic like huge crater so that's wow. that's often what happens as well yeah so but as it is now yeah this is kind of the fissure that is has is has opened up uh, but it create mm -hmm. creates this small vents or if you can call it that mm, okay and you know, as you're getting up there and you're getting closer and such that you said you could start hearing the volcano mm. and hearing the, the lava and such like that like what does it sound like is it unique its own sound? Do you sound? want, do you want me to make to... the sound? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's just it's, it's just a rumble. It's just a deep, uh, deep rumble that you can hear, and you can you can we could we could experience few smaller earthquakes as we were while we were standing there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It was windy as hell last night as well, so it was very windy, wow. and I was kind of surprised, uh, not surprised when I got on the computer, uploaded my images on the computer, there were bunch of images that I shot with a telephoto that is unusable due to the wind, even though I tried to shelter it and Shake. all that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, you, you you could hear um, you could hear um, the cracks of the lava that as it was crawling forward. I got quite close to the lava field. Uh, I even I haven't put it up online, but I have a video footage of it. But uh, the lava was crawling over a mud, uh, the, the floor of the uh, the valley, 
and it's mm -hmm. he heating up the earth so much all the methane is getting caught on fire so the the cracks in the mud they were shooting blue flames er ever so often that's wow. fucking amazing sorry can i use that word wow <laughs> Sorry. You can, yeah, you can, yeah, 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 absolutely. It is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be incredible. Yeah. And um, like you said, you got pretty close to it. So on the way to it, when did you start feeling the heat? And then how hot was it there? Well, because and so this is probably worth mentioning as well. Like all eruptions, even though they are small, like this one, are dangerous. They are quite dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I even saw footage uh, in the news today where these this crater that has formed so beautifully like a like a mountain and uh, like a more mm -hmm. modern mountain or something like that mm -hmm. people were yeah, hiking clo close to it then all of a sudden it just one of the walls gave in and it broke and this lava started to flow in a completely different direction so you need to respect if you if people are going to go there and they need to realize this is changing every yeah. every second and uh, the reason why i was able to go so close to it I had the wind in my back, so it was pushing all the ex poisonous gases away from me. So that's another thing. Mm. If it would have been a completely still night, uh, I wouldn't been able to go down there because I, I would just die because of the of the gases. Yeah, the sulfur, the sul sulfur gases, Car carbon it? dioxide, and all. There's a lot, lot of okay. shit, a lot of shit coming with this. Yeah. And like, you know, how how close then did you start to feel the heat? So when you were coming up, like you obviously had a visual well, few, point few meters. first and foremost. Yeah, a few meters. Wow. few meters. Uh, wow. So then, then I got, I probably got as close as one meter to the lava flow. Wow. I was uh, like, I could only stand there for a second. Then I need to yeah. retreat. And, and I suppose on that, when you say you're standing there for a second, like the ground you're standing on is old lava flow, so that's hard. No, the ground There's that no I was standing on was a, basically like a mud. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a valley filled with uh, probably mud mostly. Okay. So it was okay. quite and soft, muddy. Soft. Yeah. Okay, soft and muddy. Okay, and because uh, I'm just often, I, I was thinking of it there. You know, when you get to areas, does the heat itself change? everything around it before the lava actually reaches because i'm sure the heat yeah it does dissipate it further does. away from it, it does you know i, I could and that's another another uh it's another uh danger on these things getting close to them because I, and I, I specifically try to avoid those areas because on the lava floor uh, on 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 the wallet floor sorry was a small area of lakes uh, like puddles Mm -hmm. So if the uh, as the lava is crawling forward, it obviously they evaporate quite fast. Mm -hmm. But if the mm -hmm. if the um, the front of the lava flow all of a sudden falls forward, it can trap in water, and then we have an explosion. Mm. And that's one thing that is quite dangerous as well. Mm. So absolutely, it, yeah. And you you can't see what's going to be underneath there either, so it's going to catch you out, and then all of a yeah. sudden you've got spitting lava coming around the place that, that can't be nice in yeah. any way shape or form yeah 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 and you mentioned there a moment ago like that there was lots and lots of people there um mm. like we're i hope people were being sensible i mean i usually say they're not tourists they're you know but they're still stupid to a certain extent i mean i imagine some people weren't being as sensible as they should be so was it something at that point where you're kind of going jesus look at this guy or this girl or whatever like lads be careful there because you put up a picture of people on bikes mm. and I sent you a message and I went, did not realize that the tires are made of rubber and rubber melts. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the search and rescue team, 
uh, they did put up a man post. So you, okay. you, so where the road closures were and where where the parking lots were, where people could actually park their cars and start the hike, they had man 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 post there. They had people there, and what they were actually doing, they were just screening the group and just seeing like if there was a guy in a short, they would specifically mm -hmm. talk to him because they do not have authorities to stop people from going anywhere. So they can only talk to people and try to show them that this is not sensible wearing that uh, like based on the um, gear that they're wearing and stuff like that. So uh, mm. I, I had a short brief talk to them and, and, and obviously I'm a very experienced hiker. So I like I was actually that well equipped last night. I could have spent the night there. So that mm. would have been easy for me. And so with that in mind, when you say that well equipped, obviously good proper boots, mm. you know, good gear. Um, like, did your boots suffer any damage no. from being in that area? Or anything like no, that? There's no. no scar marks or scorch marks or anything like that on the soles or anything like that. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I didn't get, I get, didn't, I didn't walk on the lava fields. No, not that one. Yeah, I yeah. walked over old one, but I'm not on this new one. But yeah, no, no. Okay, just muddy. Muddy. Okay, well that's all right. You can, you can, you can live with that. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, that can be cleaned down. Yeah. And then I suppose, oh, so you, you got on site, you'd done all your research, you knew where the place you need to be. What time did you arrive there at? Was it daytime? Was it dusk? No, I, I arrived um, around probably two hours before dark, something like that. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I okay. wanted to shoot it for a blue hour as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. then then uh, I think there's a, there's a good balance of the light between the lava flow and the, the sky when it's blue hour. But obviously, when mm -hmm. it gets dark, it's uh, kind of it gets much trickier to photograph it. Then I turned into shooting some abstracts and stuff like that. Uh, I was amazed when I was processing the file this morning. The the dynamic range and the capability of the R5 is it's just blew me away. Mm, mm, incredible, yeah. To be able to have that, I suppose, flexibility as well within the scene because, yeah. like. You're dealing. You're dealing with red hot, white hot lava. Yeah. So that's going to be your highlighted area, I imagine. Obviously, particularly in darkness. So yeah. Are you any of a longer exposure? You risk blowing out your highlights in the lava, I imagine, do you? Yeah, definitely. And and many of the images are that way. So, but you know. Wow. That's the, yeah, that, that's that's the joys, I suppose, really, of going out with a digital camera. <laughs> you know, we take many many photographs anyway. So, and you said earlier on you were using telephoto lens only, or did you have a wide angle lens as well? Well, I brought sixteen thirty five, twenty four seventy, and seventy two hundred to this side. Um, okay. Yeah. Full range. Yeah, yeah. full range. Yes, basically. So I was just switching between them, trying different stuff and all that. One of the my biggest inspiration in 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 this field is uh, my good friend Mike Mesuel. Mm -hmm. who has been documenting lava fields and eruptions all over the world for the past few years. And mm -hmm. so I highly recommend go check him out. Yeah, he's incredible. His work is awesome, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and tell me, so did you use the telephoto more so than anything else, or did you find that you spread it across all three? No, uh, probably 1635 the most. Okay, okay. So you're getting, yeah. getting close enough so to them as well to be able to get that and use the aspect of the wide lens to be able to extend yeah. the front. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose for somebody that hasn't, like me, you know, so tell me, I suppose, as opposed to anything else, like if I'm going to ever take photograph of uh, flowing lava, what what should I be thinking about? What should what tips should would you share with me? I mean, what should I be conscious of? The heat. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't get too close. <laughs> don't, well, don't bring the... my flip flops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, this like what you be like photo photographically speaking. Uh, uh, it's all about the composition, and 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 this is even though the uh, the front of the lava flow moves extremely slow in this case, it's changing constantly. Mm -hmm. And what I was aiming for is to find a something some lava tongs that were not raging hot, but started to cool down a little bit. So you could see the the blacks, but you could still see the red glow underneath. Yeah. So that yeah. was my because after especially after after it got dark, I was kind of looking for those spots because that was uh, easier to expose for that in one mm -hmm. exposure. And obviously, as I was saying, this is moving, so bracketing is obviously an option, but it's not very easy, I would say. But mm -hmm. it's possible, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but then as I was trying to spot those particular sceneries out, when I got ready, all of a sudden that crust ripped open and it was really, really hot underneath. So it was impossible to photograph that because those highlights came through <laughs> quite easily. Yeah, 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 for so. sure. Um, yeah. and I suppose, you know, you, you said, as you said, you got back to the computer and you started to look at the images. How many images did you take? Probably somewhere 400, 500, something like that. That's okay. I, geez, I thought you'd have had more. If it was me, I probably would no, have no, rimmed no. around I, five or six cards. <laughs> no, I was trying, like, I was trying to make the most of it. So I was trying to uh, concentrate and not just run and gun and like make all the mistakes that I uh, often do when I'm excited. You know, mm -hmm. I often, I, I get often really excited about things and then I just run and gun and then I come back to the computer and just, even though I do it professionally, I mess up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would have been like that. I'd have been, look at this, look at that, look at this, yeah. look at that, look at this, yeah. look at that. You know, yeah. and I probably would have brimmed a number of cards. Um, and something else just comes to mind here. So handheld only, or did you bring a tripod? Tripod, tripod. Okay. Yeah, yeah, tripod. Especially at the uh, night time, uh, obviously, uh, when it's so dark. Well, you have yeah, to have I, was, I, was, I was shooting exposure around, normally around half a second, something like that, slower even. Mm, okay, tripod, uh, so, so you need that, Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you put up a couple of images there this evening, and that's when I saw them, and I was like, wow, these are incredible. But you also put up an image, a video of you sitting down, you can see your feet, looking towards this flow, and then I was like, <laughs> okay, I guarantee he's got a smile and a grin from ear to ear. And then you turned the camera around, and I, I remember commenting, you look like the cat that got the cream. And you actually <laughs> did, because you were so happy and so excited just to be sitting there. But like, how was that feeling Like at the end of all, like it was a short period of time, but it felt probably a long period of time in everything that you've done in the last number of hours anyway. But at that point, you're sitting there with your feet facing the flow. What was going through your mind? Was it, did you feel like the cat that got the cream? Uh, definitely. But this is also, yeah, it's a quite interesting aspect of things because uh, even though we, I went there specifically to photograph, uh, on a number of cases, I just sat down and just watched it for a while and just enjoyed it immersely like it, it's so beautiful and, and like the experience is just it is otherworldly and and me and my friend we were talking about it. we were just in awe just yeah just we sat down there just said nothing we just looked at it and you know it was just awesome yeah it's, it's like a surreal moment really you know you're sitting here next to mother nature in its rawest purest form it is, it is. And we were uh, talking about it, like we were comparing images that we shot on our phones and obviously the, uh, the internet is overflowing. You know, you can imagine when we get a good Northern Light show, the internet overflows with Northern Light images. You can just only imagine how it is today. Like you can't scroll through any media without seeing these images. Yeah. And all these images are basically more or less obviously shot on a cell phone. Mm -hmm. 
and you know that's all good and great but uh you know and we were talking about it like we were comparing our images on our phones is like yeah great images but it doesn't beat the experience yeah being Absolutely. here like it's yeah. so far from it it doesn't deliver the experience of being there it's just oh. Un unreal uh, Jesus absolutely you know I mean like I was looking at that video and I, I was jealous but I was also made up for you as well that you managed to get out there and were there you know immersing yourself completely in the experience of what it actually is because um, I was looking at this evening there on the news and they're saying that it seems to be dying down like you would have said earlier on so mm -hmm. you know now who knows it might die down and pop up again somewhere else because there's still mm -hmm. going to be pressure and movement there I mean there has been movement as well Japan had a couple of uh a big earthquake there, I believe, yesterday as well. And I mean, the, the plates are moving, so there will be something, I imagine, that's yeah. going to come further again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, And that's that's like I was saying earlier, this is the uh, the one of the greatest, uh, biggest risks of go, come, going to those eruption sites. Nobody can predict with any certainty where the next fissure will open up. So mm -hmm. while people are there, they could actually have a fissure open up behind them in front of them like underneath them you know nobody knows mm. Mm. Uh, so you know it's just a risk that you need to be willing to take that's it I, I, absolutely jesus yeah i mean look you know it's a once i, I was going to say it's a once in a lifetime but it's not necessarily a once in a lifetime opportunity if you're living there and it's something which happens on a regular basis but in that exact spot it's like mm. whatever 800 years since it's happened so it's a once in a lifetime experience that you're not going to miss out on but also you have to step back, put the camera down, as you say, and enjoy it for what it actually yeah. is. Because if you're just looking at it through a screen, you might yeah. as well be like me sitting at home looking. Okay, granted, it's not that the same because you're <laughs> feeling the heat, you're getting the smell, you're getting everything else. But you know what I mean? You just take take in the moment for what it actually is and enjoy that, which is vitally important, I imagine. For, for, for sure, because this is, uh, I would probably like to compare this with to uh, when I take people out to search for or see or photograph the Northern Lights. People, obviously, they get very concentrated and they want to capture the Northern Lights. They want to capture this rare phenomenon, which is not actually that rare. This mm -hmm. this one is, uh, eruptions are much rarer. Mm -hmm. But uh, but they, and I always tell them, take a moment, take a break, take a breather and just look up and enjoy being here, enjoy like seeing the northern lights you know yeah. it's pretty much the same yeah enjoy and the moment a, enjoy yeah. it yeah definitely a couple of other questions I suppose that come to mind here is you know mm -hmm. you mentioned about getting them onto the computer and looking and being blown away with dynamic range of the EOS R5 is there a number of shots that you're still got and you're looking going oh man I can't wait to process that one that's going to be incredible have you got a number of favourites that have popped out of it so far have you have you looked at every every raw file you've taken like What's the story uh, with, the, with the images thus far? <clears throat> I, I, I kind of need to confess here. Okay. Uh, when I woke up to this morning, that I when I got onto the computer, I knew I had to get this out on social media as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. So I just briefly skimmed through the um, the, the catalog, uh, picked the best one that looked uh, popped out to me, mm -hmm. uh, and and I picked probably six or seven images that I processed. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and honestly, I approached them so they were good enough for social media. I'm not mm -hmm. gonna lie. That's mm -hmm. that's what like that, full honesty. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I suppose because you didn't get the opportunity to go up in the, the helicopter in the morning, did you bring the drone? Did you find any drone footage when you were there? That's a really good question. I have time for one more. 
<laughs> so <clears throat> I brought the drone, I brought two batteries, I brought the, the controller, but what I also did, I brought a brand new phone. And no. uh, like you saw on my live video, it was very pixelated. There was absolutely no cell reception there. And I couldn't for the life of me remember the password to get into the DJI app. Oh. I couldn't get connection to go on and retrieve the password. So sorry, didn't get any drone footage. I was, ah. I was so furious. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, I mean, don't be sorry to me. I feel sorry for you because you had everything there with you and you couldn't do yeah. it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, horrible. That's how that's how it goes. That is that is how it goes. Look, I'm delighted that you got there. I'm delighted that you jumped on quickly as well to give me the you know first hand insights in relation to it. If people want to see these images, you know, I've shared some already anyway as well on my own social um, channels. But where can people find these images, Tor? Just on my Instagram or, or, or Facebook, I believe that's uh, Thor Photography. Perfect. Okay, well, I'll put links into the show notes as um, well to direct people in relation to that. And I suppose the final yeah. question then for you is, you know, um, obviously we discussed it the last time when you were on the podcast and everything was kind of in the start of the shutdowns. We're almost a year later now and it's signs of things opening back up again. So if people want to be able to come with you to locations, when can people start booking um, workshops with you again? Can they well, book now? Yeah, they can. They can definitely. Uh, things are definitely opening up, and uh, the government announced just recently that anyone who has have have been vaccinated mm -hmm. or have a certificate of having had COVID, they can come. Even not only from this is a big change. It was only from EU or Schengen area, mm -hmm. but now anywhere I, I believe from anywhere in the world, at least from UK and the states, so they are available for traveling. And this Super. definitely has has some really positive effect to booking some of my workshops and requests and inquiries and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely good good to be back. Absolutely, in yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah. news. I'm delighted to hear it. And you know, yeah. look again, I'll put the links uh, into the show notes as well if people want to be able to reach out and book one of your amazing mm. workshops in a fantastic location with a brand new area now as well. I'm sure, which would be something <laughs> that people want to go look at for. A period of time as well because it's kind of fresh in the minds but you've got yeah. so many things to bring people to anyway you're spoiled already in iceland it's just you know, <laughs> yeah it's incredible it's incredible thanks a million for coming on at such short notice i mean it really was short notice so you know <laughs> yeah. you, you hadn't much time to prepare but i think we kind of got a good feel for the experience that you've had over the last couple of days and i'm looking forward now to seeing more images coming out as you get the opportunity to kind of go through them and finesse and fine tune and such like that so mm. yeah um Wait, are you going back there again? Are you are you done with it now or what? Are you serious? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get the app downloaded and get the password in for it to the DJI app. Remember when I said I'll be there in five minutes for this interview? I was yeah. updating my app. <laughs> <laughs> Wise decision. Wise decision. Wise decision. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I've I really, really enjoyed this quick conversation. Thanks a million. Like yeah, likewise. Said. Likewise. Yeah. Thanks and, for having uh, me yeah. on. No, no, thanks a million for coming on, buddy. And sure, yeah, look, guys, thanks very much for listening to the Irish Talkie podcast. And I'll put the links below for uh, Tor's details on social media and everything else. So until the next time, from me in Ireland to you in the beautiful volcanic island of Iceland, Slangafold. Slangafold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts? Give us a five star rating and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, 
We'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.